Hi, welcome to the I Am Lake Worth podcast. I'm your host, Carl Stovland. I'm the photographer that created I Am Lake Worth, which is a community-based portrait project where I photograph people that live, work, and play in my town of Lake Worth, Florida. Today with me, I have Brooke Wazak. She is a realtor and a yoga instructor. And is there anything else on that menu? Um, I actually haven't been teaching yoga. I've just been taking classes, oh, okay. which I'm really, really fond of right now. Cool, cool. So just realtor extraordinaire. There you go. Well, it's good to be focused on one thing. Cool. So the way the podcast works, it grew out of the fact that when I took the portraits of each person in the show, I would ask them, Lake Worth is special because dot, 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 and they gave me an answer. And then people saw the show and wanted to know more about the people they saw on the show. So, Brooke, this is exactly how we're going to do it. I'm going to say Lake Worth is special because, and you'll answer that. And then we go right into wherever it takes us for the next 15, 20, 30 minutes. Sounds good. So, Lake Worth is special because? Lake Worth is special because it, all of the characters in Lake Worth are fully blossomed and unique. Uh, Lake Worth is a place where, for whatever reason, it just seems okay to wave your freak flag. Um, I've always thought of Lake Worth as a tropical Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, like, I get that. My parents are from Brooklyn, and I just, I, li I like Brooklyn a lot as well, and it's Lake Worth is walkable. It's got a good amount of churches. Mm -hmm. um, it's got that urban density, but without the, you know, not like the big development urban, like the height and everything that you might see in West Palm or Fort Lauderdale. So yeah, it's always struck me as a tropical version of Brooklyn, New York. Okay, I like that. And I, I, I see that. I mean, especially the, the vibe of Brooklyn that was really... 10 years ago before like right, everybody, the, all, the everybody artists showed up live with the there money. because it's too expensive in Manhattan and they can afford to have like their work and their studio there and everything. And then they can bring their, their work into the city to the, you know, it's kind of like that here. Yeah, like Lake Worth is, they, people say this, I think I've heard it. Um, Lake Worth. So Delray is where the people sell their art, but Lake Worth is where they make it. Yeah. I've heard that too. And I, I certainly believe that. I think it's a good, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny, and I'm very interested in the timeline of how Lake Worth became Lake Worth, how it, it got to this funky, charming little city, which is next to West Palm and next to Palm Beach and, you know, just north of Boca and And a little and bit Del rebellious. <laughs> it's got a rebellious streak a mile and wide. And very activist-oriented. Yeah. And I, Mary Lindsay, when I interviewed her, said that there's a dog whistle, that people who, when they come here, hear this pitch, get what Lake Worth is all about, and just want to drop everything and move here. And then there are people who wouldn't come to Lake Worth for all the money in the world. So <laughs> I'm glad for the people that get Lake Worth and become part of the machinery of this funky little city that is you know, has a parade at the drop of a hat and celebrates just about everything you can imagine. Um, how did you find yourself coming to Lake Worth? Well, I grew up in West Palm 
And I guess at some point while I was finishing up my bachelor's degree, my mom bought a condo off of Lakeside and 15th. Okay. And she had some work done in it, like renovations before she moved in. But I was, you know, in my early 20s and trying to live off of nothing. And <laughs> so I lived in her condo while it was being renovated. Okay. It's a hobby of mine to live in disastrous <laughs> houses that are under renovation. I just like to challenge myself. Um, so that's when I first, is that when I first moved to New York? Like, yeah. And then I, um, a lot of my friends were here. Okay. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I was really close with um, what people, I think, lovingly and sometimes not referred to as like the anarchists. And really, I mean, maybe some of them were anarchists, like alignment in the philosophy of what anarchy is. But I think really they were just people that were passionate about community and, and be, being an active player in their communities and, you know, speaking out against what they felt was not community driven and right. not like, you know, collectively minded and working towards what was. So uh, I was kind of in that group. I'm not on the fringes. I've always, you know. Mm -hmm. I tend to tread along a lot of different groups without being in the middle of them. Yes. I don't really like labels. I don't want to be put in a box. <laughs> but I had a lot of friends here. And then so um, one of my best friends from high school and another friend of ours, we rented a house together on North D. So that was when I first lived in Lake Worth like properly, not mm -hmm. like a squatter in my mom's <laughs> renovation house. <laughs> uh, and that was probably early 2000s. Cool. Well, I mean, most of the people that I've interviewed at this point, there have been a couple of longtime Floridas, but maybe it's 50-50. Some of them have been, grew up here, and then the rest are like me that Transplant. came from, mostly from the New there York area. There are a ton of people that were actually born in Florida. I was, but usually when I tell people that I was, they're there's a surprise re response. Yeah, you know, I mean, when I first came here, like within a couple of days of moving here, I needed a root canal, of course. And uh, I'm in the dentist chair and he asks where, where I'm from or how long I've been here. And he goes, oh yeah, yeah, we're the sixth borough of New York City. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you hear that. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of New Yorkers here. For that, you know, you'd think we'd have better bagels if we're really that, that New York, but. You know, <laughs> it's the water. We've got to import that Brooklyn water, that city water. Um, but actually, so what I went to college for was urban and regional planning. Mm -hmm. And my first, was started as an internship. I worked for the city in the planning department. Uh, so I was here at the time when there was this like kind of development boom. I, I, I got an into the internship, like once the ball was already rolling with mm -hmm. that, it had already, it was already snowballing, you know. Um, so it was an interesting time to be in the city. And the planning department when I started was the director of the planning department and a secretary. Mm -hmm. And then they took a, me on as an intern. And that's probably shortly after the period of time I, um, where it was like there were shuttered doors everywhere on Lake and... Uh, very very quiet and then it was you got there as it was as starting the, to come yeah. up and and a lot of residential development that was the time when people developers were taking the 25-foot lots and assembling them and clearing the houses which sometimes there was resistance to so in some cases they were actually moving 
these, you know, historic houses because they were built in the 20s and they're 700 square feet and they're framed so they could just put them on a, you know, trailer, I guess, and move them to a different lot. So that was happening. And then they, once they would assemble them, they would build these like townhouse developments. Like you've seen the cloisters mm -hmm. and the pineapple village or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. and so that was happening. So basically what was there before was some of the cottages that were actually just picked up and moved to put those well, in. Well, you know, the developers didn't love to do that, but sure. that was the historic angle. Um, mm -hmm. And so sometimes they did have to. But yeah, it was like little bungalows, you know, on 25-foot lots, which we still have a decent amount of. Well, um, quite a few. I mean, there's a book that's really, really popular and, you know, that showcases them. The people that buy the, the still existing cottages just love them the charm and they they yeah, decorate adorable. them so beautifully and we actually have the you know the, the tour and i think it's in february that you yes. do the walking tour of the, the cottages actually last year i sold a house that was on the tour the previous year oh cool so what are the what are the skills essential to doing realty here in lake worth what do you need to know what's the, what's the key to success that's a good question um well, I mean, in a broad sense, the key to success as a realtor is being personable, fair, and having integrity and like knowing how to communicate. Mm -hmm. In the Lake Worth specific... So being a decent person. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, on all honesty, Carl, what I found is if you are a solidly decent person, you can shine as a realtor because there's a lot of shady ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, if you're just like... Have integrity, do what you say you're going to, you know, or, or renegotiate if needed. Like, people, you know, it really makes you shine. But in Lake Worth specifically, I think it's important to kind of understand the dynamics of the city. Like, we have a CRA, which is a community redevelopment agency, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, you know, to know where that is, because they're the ones that are infusing neighborhoods with grant funding for facade improvements and so on. So that can kind of give you a little insight as to the direction the city is moving. Um, it also really pays to know somebody in the building department that you can just, you know, Make chat up and be <laughs> super, super effective. Or in planning. I mean, really, it's great to know somebody in code, planning, building, historic. If you have people you can ask a question here or there when you need to. Well, that, I mean, we have rules. We have them for reasons. But it's also, sometimes we don't always know what those rules are. So it's really great to have somebody you can and just say, hey. And sometimes, like, with the CRA and the overlay districts, the they don't always match up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's like anything else. It's a little bit legalese. So therefore, it's, like, subject to some interpretation. And, you know, if you're working with an investor who wants to actually do some development, you need to know sure. what you're getting into. Yeah, you want to avoid the They want to, you know, the they need to. Beforehand. Exactly. Um, and so there's good opportunities in Lake Worth. And I think now what, what happened when I was there, when I was the intern and it turned into the planner, the city wasn't really ready for that boom of development. The zoning code wasn't ready. The like, there was just some things that weren't in place that would have really been supportive if they had been in place to mm -hmm. guide the development in the right direction. And I've been noticing lately that there are some things moving again, and I think that the city is better positioned to 
make those movements with like a, a broader vision. Mm -hmm. And I feel, I feel pretty excited about it. I think, especially I'm thinking a lot of, of like the Dixie Corridor. There's been some, you know, facade improvements to some big buildings and, and if Definitely just, noticeable in the two years that I've been here, right? it doesn't look quite as tired on Dixie. And yeah. you know, you go north of us in West Palm and you go south of us and Dixie looks really great. Yeah, Dixie's like and an antique row and exactly. in West Palm and yeah. I think we're catching up to that. We are, I agree. I feel like we're moving in the right direction and if, if um, you know, I know, I don't, the CRA does occasionally have these like facade improvement mm -hmm. grants and, you know, so to, I think the next step is to educate owners about what's available to them right. so that they take some action and, and, you know, in the long term, it's advantageous to them to beautify their building, make it a nice space because then they're going to ultimately be able to take in more rent. Yeah, sure. And I, I think that, um, I think that's also on the owners to be aware, to go to the, the commission meetings and to, you know, always be reading the stuff that's coming out because they make this stuff known, you know, if you're paying attention right? and you can take advantage of it. So there are usually a lot of opportunities. Um, I was, I'm just thinking back to what you were saying about us not being quite positioned for the boom the first time around and in the last couple of months I've been I tend to cycle through big chunks of stuff on Netflix at night like when I'm trying to go to bed and stuff and so I've watched ER from start to finish in the last few months like 15 years show. of it but I'm thinking about what they were always telling the new doctors is you're not a real doctor until you've killed somebody you know and that's kind of the same feeling of okay the boom's coming but you know we're not quite ready for it. You have to kind of survive and, the battle yeah. before you can like we're we're still you know we're still a small town and that's that's the thing I've noticed about everybody that's involved here is we want to keep the flavor of Lake Worth mm -hmm. you know we're all for growth as long as Lake Worth still feels as it pays charming. like as long as it like pays homage to the context of the you know existing right character that said there's always going to be a certain amount of change that happens when when the bigger stuff comes in. Some of the smaller fringe pieces just find comfort somewhere else, you know. So there is change, and sometimes, you know, I do. There's a lot of folks that are very involved, and I love that. Sometimes I do catch the undercurrent of you can't change anything, and it's like, well, you can't sit here and let the world pass you by. I mean. West Palm is growing at leaps and bounds. Well, and, and also, I mean, I, I've found that those, the people that have, you know, that want everything to stay the same, oftentimes are also the people who are concerned about preserving, you know, the Everglades and what we have, the undeveloped land that we have out West and all that. And you kind of can't have it both ways. Mm. I mean, if you want, and I think that's really important. I think that keeping this natural environment out West, I mean, you know, it, it actually affects our water supply. The Everglades is a slow river that filters water when it's in its like natural paths it, it, and so it's on. It's actually the filtering system for the whole North America, you know, That's, so it's yeah. really, really it's important that important. it stays there. And as the population of Florida increases, like we have to put people somewhere. So right. I personally would rather build up in cities east, you know, east of 95 east, it's going to support the, you know, it's going to 
create the, the demand for better public transportation, mm -hmm. which is also beneficial. Um, so yeah, I would rather see d like not huge increases, but s incremental increases in height and density that keep all the development east mm -hmm. so that we can keep our western natural areas in that state because I think they're, they serve us best that way. Yeah, And, as and a, it's beautiful. As a photographer, <laughs> I love hiking in the swamps and taking photographs. Exactly. So I really want that to stay there, but it's, yeah, it's important. you know, there's, there's an earth reason why we need it, but I also have a personal reason also, why I yeah. want it. So if we move on to um, being active and involved in Lake Worth, what's a couple of your favorite places to go, things to do? Oh, um, I love Diane's, which is oh, the French too. place where it used to be Le Bon Bouche. Mm -hmm. I loved it when it was Le Bon Bouche, and I still love it as Diane's. Um, they have a grass-fed, free-range burger, which I think is really nice. And I think it's the only place, at least that I know of, where you can get that kind of burger downtown Lake Worth. It's one of our favorite places to go as well. Uh, we were there just the other night with my mom and Wendy's sister. And we try to go a couple times a month. I mean, it's, it's really like our date night place because it's, it's not the cheapest place in town, but you know, it's, everything is cooked, scratch cooked and to order. Yeah. And I always have a great time when I'm there and always have a great meal. And um, they have like really good pate. And where else can you get like an escargot? Right. You can't get those everywhere. Just don't order a beer because they'll be like, yeah, we have Coors Light, we have Heineken. <laughs> no, no, stick with the wine. You have to drink wine <laughs> if you go there. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a requirement. I agree. Paradiso is good for fancy dinner. Mm -hmm. That's where I like to go for like birthday anniversary things. Let's see what else. There's a, I, I don't know how new it is, but I, it's new to me. There's a like Japanese and Thai just a few doors down from Dixie. I think it's called Aso, Asi. Right. I haven't been there yet, but I've heard really, really great things. I had, what did I have? I had a volcano roll with salmon on top. Nice. Excellent. Good. Yeah. I'll have to give it a try for lunch one day. And I've been excited to try the Peruvian place. Is it Peruvian? Yeah. Victoria's? Um, Victoria's Peruvian, yeah. I haven't gone there yet, but it's on my list. And I've heard good things about Jewel. We have two. And I have a bad habit of finding some place and I will go there until I'm sick to death of it. And, Me too. And so I have to, we have to <laughs> and I'll order the same thing. add some new things into the rotation because... There's some really, really great choices out there. And now as season's heating up, you know, we won't be able to get into all the ones all the time. Um, this is the time of year where we actually have to wait for a table, which is, you know, you get kind of... <laughs> getting there. Kind of getting, you get used to being able to walk in off the street and get a table. So I'm sure the businesses are happy that it's perking up. Yes. How about um, the Speakeasy at Lilo's? Have you tried that? No. Okay, so... Tell me more. So Lilo's has... Um, what was their storeroom in the back? Um, so if you're on, they're on M Street. I, mm, they I think face, it's K. Okay, K Street. Um, so right behind Lilo's, if the light is on up on the street, you can go through the door, and it's this library, antique library, Harry Potter games kind of themed speakeasy with old furniture and a whole craft cocktail menu that they only serve there at the speakeasy. You can also get Ooh. there from inside of Lilo's. If you walk through towards the bathrooms, there's a, an unmarked door at the back. You walk through and you're, you're in the speakeasy. 
That's so cool. It is really, really cool. We've enjoyed going there a couple of times, especially like having a cocktail before And then is it open every night or it's just sometimes I think it's like, like a real speakeasy? It's, it's like just like when it's night, open, you can around go. around 7 o'clock, I think, is when they open it. Okay. And it's only the last few months that they've gone live with that, but it's, it's become very popular. Yeah, that sounds fun. I'll have to check that out. West Palm, born and raised. Um, compare and contrast a little bit life here versus life there. Not that we're knocking West Palm, but I just, well, no. as an outsider, I kind of... When I was growing up, I lived a little bit out west, like almost Jog, like around Forest Hill and Jog. Okay. And my parents were both from Brooklyn, or they still are. My parents <laughs> are both from Brooklyn. And um, I used to go to Brooklyn in the summers to visit my grandparents. And I was so jealous that I was like stranded in suburbia and I was could not get anywhere and I didn't have a license and if mm -hmm. I wanted to go anywhere I needed to get a ride from my parents. I mean, I was genuinely irritated about it. I remember saying to my mom, why did you leave New York? This isn't fair, <laughs> you know? I, I was a person who, when I turned 15, the day of, it was a Monday, and a lot of the DMVs are closed on Monday, except there was one in like Delray that was open. And I stayed home from school and made my mother stay home from work so that we could go to the DMV so I could get my learner's permit the moment I turned 15. That's funny. I was like desperate for a car. And so, you know, one of the best things about Lake Worth is the walkability. Sure. Um, and so once I moved here when I was working as an intern and then ultimately the city planner, I could walk from my house to City Hall to go to work. And that made me really happy. You can't beat that. I mean, the beach is two miles from here, but that, that's a nice walk, you know. Or a fun bike ride. Mm -hmm. It's a great bike ride. Because when you're going down the hill of the bridge, you can just let your feet off the pedals and yeah, exactly. with the wind. <laughs> now, I had, I had this same experience, although I grew up in New York. I grew up in the Hudson Valley, and it's like you described, you know, we lived on a mountain, and... I could be down at the bottom of the mountain on my bike in 90 seconds, but it took about 20 minutes to get back up. So again, it was if I had friends on the other side of town, it was always near a car ride. Didn't always love that. My cousins, when I was growing up, lived in the Bronx, and I would spend so many weekends with them because we could just hop on the subway and be in the city in it's 20 minutes. so cool. And, you know, I got flavored by that. You know, we could go downtown. Either we'd find mischief going to City Island and doing our crazy stuff as teenagers, but I also, you know, would go to the Metropolitan Museum and, and take advantage of the city. Plus, I worked in the city for three summers with my dad when I was in high school. So I got that life lesson of being woken up at 4.30 every morning to get the 4.55 bus to be at work by 7. I learned, I learned the hard way how to put in a hard day's work, and I appreciate it. I'm sure, yeah. But I, I love the pace of life here. I mean, it's a general thing in the South, too, that's a little bit slower than New York. And I definitely appreciate that feeling. And Lake Worth has this very relaxed vibe that kind of is an overlay on top of that that I really, really treasure. Yeah. And still with, like, spice yeah. of culture and just genuinely eclectic individuals. And it's... I keep, every single time I do one of these interviews, I keep coming back to the word authentic. It's, it's real, you know, I, and I end up knocking Del Rey and I don't mean to because it's a great place with great restaurants, 
But in my mind, it's a little bit Disney. Yeah. It's a little bit overdone. And it's, you know, like, um, I feel like every big chain has gone in and, right. you know. And then it just made me think, because like, earlier we were talking about, like, the people that are resistant to change. But it kind of takes that that stronghold of, like, no change to to, you know, create the back and forth between mm -hmm. the desire to develop and increase and get more and better and whatever. And so, you know, maybe there's some real value in that. They're absolutely... It keeps it small scale. It keeps well, it community. that's checks and balances. Because exactly. without that person who shows up at the commission meetings and says their piece every time it comes up about keeping Lake Worth Lake Worth, without that, it becomes too easy to do yeah. it the other way. Now, there's, you know, there's five sides to this coin. So when you flip it, you're going to get five different opinions. And that's okay, because maybe, maybe we don't do things the fastest here, but, you know, there's room for everybody. I always like that there's room in this tent for everybody, and it may not always be perfect, but it's a pretty good place, and I really enjoy being here. Yeah. I really appreciate some of the Lake Worth characters that you that you see around, mm -hmm. and, and I agree, they're um, you know they're all over the spectrum of like humans, mm -hmm. and they're like notable members of the community. Like people know them. Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, you know, Shorty. <laughs> he used to live when I was in my condo. He was like a block or two away. Um, he was, I don't know, maybe he was like a barback busboy kind of at um, the Lizard Lounge and the Havana Hideaway. Okay. And I'm sitting in my condo one day and I've got all my windows open. It was probably around this time of year. It's nice out. By the way, like this past week has gorgeous. been weather deluxe. Yeah, so probably like 11 a.m. I'm sitting at my dining room table so I can see out the window. I kid you not, a gorilla walks by. <laughs> that doesn't even what what just happened like yeah i'm like that... okay let me just i've been up i had some coffee pretty sure that was real you know um and i don't even know still at this point why he was wearing a gorilla suit but it was him and he was just walking home from <laughs> his job i guess with the gorilla suit on i mean it was where else do you see that kind of stuff? It barely earns a second look here. <laughs> you know, I like that it's, you know, like I said, room for everybody to be a little bit different. And we're, Lake Worth is like a family, you know, in that, you know, we bicker and we have different opinions. But, you know, if something happens and we need to come together, boy, everybody comes out and starts helping. Yes. I, that makes me think of um, when that, terrible shooting happened at Pulse in Orlando and the vigil that we had at, that was at the Cultural Green. right before we moved here. It was like after we had signed, bought our house here on L Street, but before we had moved down in that period when Wendy was still working in New York and on our way down. Um, but yeah. Um, a, a lot of people came out and it just, like, like what you're saying, like, you know, clearly people from different backgrounds, different political ideologies, different belief systems, but everybody came together to, you know, mourn the the tragedy. Right, because when and, it's important, we all get on the same page pretty quick. Yeah, and that's special. Yeah, that's a pretty good thing. I agree.
Well, I think that's a good spot to uh, finish the interview. Brooke, thank you so much for sitting down with me. This You're is welcome. a real pleasure. welcome. Thank you for having me. You bet. I see love you. talking. <laughs> All right. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye.